Good afternoon, this is KPFK, Los Angeles, 90.7 on the dial, 98.7 in Santa Barbara. Nice to be with you. This is Michael Benner. You're listening to Strategy Sessions, normally hosted by Antonio Gonzalez, and he's taking the day off like a number of other KPFK people here as we move into, well, the end of this year and the beginning of a new year. So uh, I'm uh, in town, and able to sit in for Antonio, and that's what we're going to do today and do a special kind of a year-end program in place of strategy sessions, which I assume returns next week at its regular time. Thanks for sticking around. Hope you can hang with us for a little while. I'd like to open up the telephones, actually, today and feature you, the uh, KPFK listener and uh, sustainer and sponsor and supporter. You're what it's all about, so we're going to give you an opportunity to talk about your 2012 and your hopes and aspirations for 2013. thought we'd do sort of a, well, let's call it a, a review and renew, something personal. And, and let's talk about what you care about. That's what I would like to do today. I'd like to do a program in the next 60 minutes that's about... Well, we could call it what you love or who you love or that you love, but that word is so overused, right, that uh, I'm not sure any of us really even knows what that means. And besides, love itself has so many different qualities and different meanings. So let's talk about caring. What do you care about? What uh, moves you? What fires you up? What gets you going? What what motivates you, right? I think of emotion as energy in motion. This is the motivating factor. It's not just what you think about that results in behavior. It's what you think about and then care about, right? So what do you care about? You're a KPFK listener. I have a sense of what's important to you, but I'd really like to know. And because it's the end of one year and moving into the beginning of a new year, let's review and renew. Let's reflect a little bit on what you have cared about in the last year, which of your dreams and aspirations, personal or social or political or in your own family and among your friends, which of those dreams came true, which fell short for you, where are your hopes and aspirations as we move into this new year? And are you reordering your priorities for 2013? Do you have different dreams and different goals? I'm, I'm not talking really about New Year's resolutions here, like I want to lose weight and I want to stop smoking and that kind of stuff. Um, 
so much as what do you, <laughs> you know, what makes you burn? What What's the fire in the belly or in the heart uh, that uh, causes you to get out of bed in the morning and want to make a difference? First in your life, then in the lives of your family and your friends and your community and your nation and, and your world for that matter. So, you know the telephone number, 818-985-5735, 985-KPFK in the 818 area code. Alan Minsky is going to answer the telephones. He's going to be doing our screening today. D'Angelo Jones is our board operator. And my best friend in the whole world, my wife, Doreen Key, is with us in studio. Hello, Hello everybody. So nice to be back here at KPFK after five years on Maui. Yeah, that's the one We've part. We missed you. The one part I didn't get to mention here yet, and and that's the fact that you know we volunteered as programmers here at KPFK for just a little over fourteen years. You may remember the Intervision program for many years. We did the Thursday night at eleven o'clock spot. And then some nine or ten years ago, I think that moved to the daytime, and we began to do a spot that uh, Michael Beckwith has held and done a fine job for the last five years, Fridays at 1 o'clock. And I did that program for many years, Intervision. So I've been here since the early 90s. Before that, I used to be a guest on Roy Tuckman's program going back to the early 1980s. And uh, I would guest on other people's programs as well. So I'm KPFK is like an old friend, and uh, it's nice to be in studio again. And I was here a few weeks ago as a guest of Nita Valens on her Tuesday Intervision program. But this is the first show I've hosted since we left for Hawaii five years ago. So do you think we remember how to do this? Oh, I hope so. I remember the phone number. <laughs> that Well, that goes a long way. Yeah. 818-985-5735. So give us a call and we'll put you on the air in a few minutes. We'll go to the phones in a little while. But I need some good calls. I need some interesting women and men to tell us why you care. All right. What do you love? I can say it that way. But again, I'm not talking about romantic baby oh baby love so much as what do you what do you care about? Like Doreen was telling me one of the things she cares about. We've got this new house now. We just came back from from five years in Hawaii and so we're back in LA. Both of us have lived here for decades. And the first thing you want to do is rip out the vegetable garden and put flowers. Yeah, in. hollyhocks, roses, why do you lilacs? Care? Because I love flowers. I love the fragrance of flowers. Can't eat them, though. I know. but um, And the vegetable garden's nice, too, but that's what farmer's markets are for. <laughs> and we have a great farmer's market in Montreal. Could we do both? I guess so. I guess so. But my passion is flowers. A few little tomatoes on the side. You maybe. can knock yourself out. <laughs> so what do you care about, Reen? What's important oh. to you? What uh, When you pick up a magazine or a newspaper or you listen to people talking about current events or, you know, something going on in the family or whatever, what do you care about? Why do you care? I care so much about a world with no racism. Because racism has always just been the worst thing I can imagine. I kind of 
grew, somewhat grew up in a family where there was veiled racism because they were Mormons. And I um, that was kind of implied because they didn't allow um, people of color to be in their priesthood. And so I couldn't wait to get out of that and get out of there. But uh, I, I also care a lot about animals, as you know. I love animals, and I, I love it when people love their animals as much as their children like we do and, and care for them that way. And I care about uh, truth and justice for sure. I've become a U.S. citizen since I left KPFK five years ago, and we moved to Maui, flew to Honolulu, and became a U.S. citizen on seven seven ten. You even had to give up your fingerprints for that. I did. I had to go over and be <laughs> fingerprinted, but I was not going to miss a chance. Imagine to... having to be fingerprinted to be a citizen of a free country. That's yeah. a little odd. But. but but I did it, and it was a lot of work, and um, I've lived here as a non-citizen very many years since I was five years old. Yeah, all your life. Really. Most of my life, and never really cared about being a U.S. citizen, never really wanted to give up my allegiance to my home country of England, because I love England so much. But when I missed out on the chance to vote for President Obama in 2008, and, and you know, it was a pretty close call. I said, I'm not going to let this happen again. So my very first vote for president was this year. And I'm so excited. And luckily, it was a landslide. So maybe I helped a little bit. And so that's good, because the alternative was just not good. <laughs> yeah, this is uh, this was a pretty crazy election year. And we went from believing that after watching all those Republican primaries, that they weren't going to be able to field anybody that was viable or credible and was always pretty much expected Mitt Romney was going to get in. But then all of a sudden over the summer, something happened that made it seem close. I guess that was the media saying it was yeah, going to be Yeah, I think it was Fox. And then um, the president uh, uh, sort of phoned in that first debate. That scared me a little. Yeah, you know, that was like, oh my gosh. I know, I know he's a he's a ninja here and I know he's playing three dimensional chess, but whoa, that one that was close. So you care about current events, politics, I love, government. You I like love that being stuff? up on all of that. I love uh, pop culture. What I do love... you do when you get frustrated about that, as so many of us do, feeling like it's uh, all a game, it's all rigged, uh, you can't really depend on the Democrats to be progressive in I, any way? What I do is I turn off the television and I meditate because that's my sanctuary. That's That should be everybody's sanctuary that we need to plug into the one life, that we're one planet, one life, and one human family. And that's the way to feel that. And that's the way to know that. And uh, it's very easy to see divisions when we when we watch too much news, even news that we like. Uh, we just need to know that we are one planet, one life, one human family, and let's act like it and let's love each other. So that's how you deal with... Uh... What might otherwise become cynicism or sarcasm or... I learned it from you 30 years ago, and it's worked ever since. Thank meditation, you. Meditation. Yes. Mean. Yes. To turn inside. Yeah. There's a reservoir in there. It's, it's, the, it's your place of paradise. It's your place of perfect peace. Yeah. It's really quite remarkable. You know, that sort of brings us to the whole idea of the topic I chose for today, caring. And that we care, to me, 
I mean, I'm interested in what we care about. And I'm still hoping for some good calls, 818-985-5735. We are live today. It's the 31st, the last day of 2012. So we're soliciting your input, your comments on what you care about and why you care. What do you love? What do you love to do? What's important to you and why? 818-985-5735. We'll go to the telephones in a few minutes. But, Doreen, I've always been, I say always been, as, as long as I can remember, intrigued by the fact that we do care. Uh, you talked about animals, for example. Now, both of the cats we have now, and until recently we had three, we lost one recently, and all of them have been either rescue cats or feral cats, wild cats that we brought into our home. And watching them learn to trust us. Yeah. Watching the love unfold. Well, it's which, all love. It's all giving them love. And that's them caring, right? So seeing that in an animal and then seeing even in the worst human beings, if we do judge other people, which we're not supposed to do, but it's sort of hard to avoid from time to time. Right. Or, you know, being judgmental of other people is a, a slippery slope. It's easy to do. It's hard to avoid, as I say. But even in those people that we may have contempt or disrespect for, um, they they care about something. They're part of the one life, like it or not, like them or not. Uh, they may be acting very badly, but they are still part of the one life. And that's why I love the term namaste, because it's I salute the God in you. And we all have that. And it, it may be a dim spark, dim spark in some people. But it's there. Michael, what do you care about? I've Tell started, us what you care about. I've started hyphenating that with aloha because it means the same thing. Yes. Those are the only two words I can find that <laughs> say that. Namaste, aloha. And aloha. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what I care about primarily is the, is the fact that everybody cares, that everybody has the capacity to care. All right. That to me is fascinating, and I'm not sure that I can express that in a way that's understandable. Like, I think it's something we take for granted. But I can imagine human beings evolving or life forms, cats, dogs, cows, pigs, evolving in such a way that we don't care, that we have absolutely no affinity for each other, that we're like... <laughs> sort of like this Republican ethic we saw this year. <laughs> no, no. Everybody's on their own, right? Yeah. You're all alone. Everybody's on their own. It's I mean, the Ayn Rand school of Grover Norquist. Oh, it's just horrible. It's just <laughs> so, so wrong and so unnatural yeah. to suggest that, well, okay, we have to be interested in ourselves and self-interest is a, a good thing to a point, but it should not then exclude our interest in charity, in in caring for each other and help. Why can't we do both, exactly. I guess, is what I find frustrating in, in having to deal with an extreme right-winger that says, yeah, the hell with the hot lunch for the kids, you know, the hell with these veterans. They should just be self-reliant. We need the and, deduction for the yacht. 
you're 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 on your own, right? <laughs> we don't need any of these social welfare. Pro- we're not. We're, we are not our brother's keeper. Well, I think we are, and not because it's a great turn of a phrase, or because it's in the Bible, or it's part of our constitution, or whatever, but. It's human nature. And, and in fact, again, it's not just human nature, this caring. It's, it's in animals. I've, I started to talk about our cats here and the way they – the way we were able to observe their love and their trust evolving. And trust is a good word for it. Yes. Um, caring is a quality of love, but trust is also a quality of love. And watching these cats – slowly trust us a little bit more and a little bit more. And human beings in the same way, learning to trust. Some people have a hard time trusting. They don't know who to trust. They don't know whether to trust. They don't know when to trust each other. But to live in a world where you feel that you cannot trust other people would be a horrible thing, it seems to me. And ultimately, I'd suggest that in we could either say an inability or an unwillingness to trust other people really comes back to do you trust yourself right as a judge of character it's so important to know that to know that if you uh don't trust people maybe you need to look at yourself and see how trustworthy are you yeah just it, like if somebody's not returning your calls look at whose calls you're not returning <laughs> <laughs> and it and it seems to work out. Well, it looks like we got a lot of people on the phone here. This yeah, is great. Got, Thank we, you for the welcome home. We got a few and a few open lines. So again, if you're just tuning in, this is uh, normally a program hosted Mondays at four o'clock by Antonio Gonzalez, and he's taking the day off. Uh, this is Michael Benner. You may remember me from years and years and years ago when we did Intervision here on uh, KPFK and. This uh, other voice is my beautiful wife, Doreen, who's consented to uh, join us today. As we do this year-end review and renew, talking about caring, talking about trusting, and so we want to know, what do you care about? And can you relate to this whole fascination that I have that we care at all? In other words, our capacity to care to me, is most fascinating, most intriguing. I, you know, I'm one of these people, I'm going to go, go to the phones. Don't worry, I'm, I'm going to go to the phones here. I'm one of those people who believes that we've just begun to scratch the surface, we human beings, when it comes to discovering our true potential. I'll put it to you this way. You know how sometimes you hear these uh, not-so-well-educated people talking about uh, their opposition to evolution, and they'll say things like, well, if humans evolved from monkeys, then why are there still monkeys? And you know they didn't go to school on that day. But the answer is (laughs) that, that species branch, like if you think of a tree with a branch, like... So here comes a a branch that is the monkey family, but the center of the tree still grows, and so higher branches come out. And we think of ourselves as human beings as the top branch, but the tree of life is still growing. So 
doesn't it make sense that there will be other branches? And doesn't it make sense that there will be in the perhaps not too distant future the evolution of a level of consciousness of human beings that are as advanced in terms of their awareness of their true potential as we are from lower life forms. Why would this have to stop with us? Where does this arrogance come from that we think we're the top of the pyramid? Um, It's conceivable that whales and dolphins and they're doing some amazing research with octopus and, and yeah. even oh. crows, it turns Incredible. out, are way more intelligent. Yeah. Than. So the tree is still growing, and I, I think there will be higher kingdoms emerging. And I think some of those women and men are with us now, people who are conscious on a level. They care on a level. They have passions and compassion on a level that – causes them to feel, and maybe this is you I'm talking about, causes you sometimes to feel like you don't belong here. Like, what is this acceptance of extreme poverty? How is it that people are okay in the richest country in the world with extreme poverty? How can people tolerate racism? Doreen brought this up. In 2012, for God's sakes. I mean, Look at what we've just been through. And and it's like not just that we disagree. There seems to be a, a separation in terms of, of evolution. And I guess I'm calling that thread today caring. What do you care about? Why do you care? And what is this capacity to care that we share with uh, other life forms? Let's go to the telephones, 818-985-5735 as we do a – Kind of a year-end review and renew, and uh, somewhere in Southern California, he's not saying exactly where, is Matthew. Hello, Matthew. Hey, Michael. Welcome home. Thank you. Is this Dr. Margulies? Yeah, yeah, it is. Oh, we go way back. Yes, it's such a pleasure to hear you guys. Didn't I interview you on KABC in the 80s sometime? Yes, you did. I think so. I think you got me fired from that radio station. <laughs> Unintentionally. It wasn't your fault, but we were talking about um, uh, radiation and cancer, I believe. Exactly. I do exactly. remember that. Oh, I feel so much better about my memory now. I'm so proud of you guys for that. How are you, Matt? Yeah, I'm, I'm wonderful, Michael. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you, too. And uh, hearing you guys express your values, uh, on the air is therapeutic just for me to listen to it. Uh, and, you know, I'd like to respond to what you're talking about because I'm in agreement with you. And I think that the uh, answer is, and it took me a long time to come to this, but clearly uh, our commonality as individuals, as people, is so much, much greater than any concept of individuality. And yet our culture makes uh, such an important point of our individuality 
Hello, am I? Yeah, I'm listening, and uh, I want to continue along those lines because I work both sides of that equation. I'm fascinated by the nature of individuality and diversity, but I'm hearing, you know, there's a paradox in philosophy called the one and the many, Uh or unity and diversity. And so both things are true, but go ahead, continue. Yeah, well, uh, you know, we, we talk about individual snowflakes, grains of sand, uh, past, present, and future being unique. And, and the, that's true, but the commonality of each of those overwhelms the individuality of it. And it is that way with people. And I think we are hardwired to cooperate and to have those feelings of compassion. I think that's normal and natural. Just like the song says, you've got to be taught to learn to hate. Uh, So I, I think that evolution has required that because anthropologists feel now that as individuals, we we cannot sur- survive. Uh, we're not that fleet of foot to escape our predator, for one thing. Uh, and cooperatively, we do, and we can. And I think we're just scratching the surface with that cooperation now and uh, beginning to see what our potentials are. Uh, and I wouldn't even worry about where we're going to evolve uh, physiologically uh, or, or mutate to a, a different uh, kingdom. I, I don't think so. Uh, but I think we're just scratching the surface of the, what we can do when cooperation is our modus operandi rather than individual competition. Well, I was speaking more of the evolution of awareness than anything physical, but uh, I like the way you say that. And um, again, we've just returned to L.A. from five years in Hawaii, and the Hawaiians have a saying, all from the same rainbow, Uh which, you know, is a way to me of identifying both of those truths, that we are diverse, in fact, unique, and yet at the same time, part of one thing, one life. Doreen mentioned this at the top of the show, too. And maybe it's not as paradoxical as it might seem at first blush, but I hear you saying that the most important part of that is that we are contained within this one life. We see it in the life support system, which benefits from diversity, diverse gene pools and such. Absolutely. You see it as a physician in the human body, and yet uh, uh, the the prime mover in all of this is the unity, not the diversity. Both things are true, but that bothness is a a unifying bothness. (laughs) And we also know something about ourselves socially. And, and that is that expression, power corrupts. And when we have situations that create uh, excessive power, you know, yeah. we, we see the consequences. No doubt about that. And, and so... Uh, I saw the uh, FDR movie with Bill Murray the other night. Uh-huh. 
and he even had his version of Monica Lewinsky. <laughs> several, several of them, it turns out. So, uh, it, you know, if if you're powerful, I guess that corruption is right there waiting to tempt you. Yes, yes. And in worse ways than just, you know, philandering, too. But, okay, Matthew, thank you. Do you have a New Year's uh, parting comment for us here? Yes. Uh, occupy the New Year. Excellent. Occupy, I like that. Excellent. Thank you, sir. Okay. Goodbye. So long. Let's go to Bill in Lake Elsinore. Hello, Bill. You're on KPFK with Michael Benner and Doreen Key. Michael Benner. Uh, wow. This, your voice just takes me way, way back. As a kid growing up in the, uh, here in the uh, late 70s, I um, found, you, uh, found you and Mike Harrison and Frank Sontag and the Impact Program. Sure. Um, and that's what caused me to, uh, awareness, a social consciousness, and a direction. Otherwise, I'd have just been a headbanging rock and roller, drinking, <laughs> you know, drinking and doping every night. But uh, hearing this, this, uh, you know, these programs that just led me to, you know, to uh, eventually to public radio, KPK, and and you know, all this, all the social consciousness and, and putting in and putting in and you know, paying it forward. Uh, then just a few years back, I was listening to the Impact Program. I was, you know, a dedicated follower, and Frank announced that the pro- new program director had just cut it, just like that. Yeah. And and uh, what a disservice! And I boycott Disney at, you know, at every available means, and none of my kids or family could ever, you know, purchase or attend any of their uh, events or uh, publish publishing or or any of you know. They had no right to do that. It was such a service to those who um, have nowhere else to follow, really. I'm surprised that that program lasted as long as it did, and exactly. not, be- not because Frank didn't do a fine job with it. He did, but uh, commercial radio has, as you know, like everything else in America, become consolidated by far too few owners. We're down to five or six companies now. And that's why a radio station, if I can use this as an opportunity to promote Pacifica and KPFK and why we're here, why we're happy to be here and proud to volunteer here, um, it's just absolutely essential that we support a radio station like KPFK. And there are other so-called listener-supported radio stations in town, NPR stations, and they provide a very good service as non-commercial outlets, but they are taking corporate money. And we rely almost exclusively on the subscriber here. And I think you can tell in the programming where it's really no strings attached. And I love the mission, the, the whole idea of what this radio station has stood for since the late 1940s, and and I'm I'm glad you've found KPFK and are listening today, and and that uh, those radio programs uh, way back in the day helped to form your awareness and your consciousness of your responsibility to make a difference in the world. That's great. You got anything for us in the new year? A final comment here? Absolutely. Thank you very much. Um, it's been a great ride, but um, as far as all the bio- biology questions, it's people's belief systems that are holding them back. It's just proprietary means and uh, politically aligned uh, just belief systems. All right. How simple. 
Yeah, well, it's an important word. The whole idea of a belief system is suggesting that what you think and how you feel is important, that we're not just victims of a life being done to us. There's actually the part that flows out of us. And, boy, that is – that's – a little scary to accept, to face and accept, but I'm glad you brought it up. Thanks, Bill. Thank you, Mike. It's great. Have a great New Happy Year. Happy New Year. Thank you, too, Doreen. Thank you. So long. Let's go to uh, Robert in Los Angeles, 818-985-5735. Robert, you're on the air on KPFK. This is Michael Benner and Doreen Key. Hello. Nice to hear your voice again. And um, I just tuned in by chance just now, so it was terrific to hear you again. Thank you. And... What I care about is helping people relieve their uh, their emotional trauma and stress to help their bodies heal. That's what I do in the healing arts, and I've recently devoted all of my efforts to that, having had another business interest that I let go of earlier this year. And so the more I'm involved, the more I see its potential and the more I care about it. What kind of healing do you do? Well, I, I am not the practitioner. I work in a healing practice supporting my wife, who is the healer. And she, you know, she's able to identify uh, where people's deep-set emotional trauma of the original source resides to help them locate that and then clear it out so that their body uh, will be at ease and then heal. It's a, it's a healing process that's really about uh, the mind and spirit. You should call it emotional release, or is it... Uh... it, it well, it, the name, it's her, it's her own um, group of techniques called the Overhand Method, and uh, it's done in a four-day process called the Four-Day Breakthrough to Wellness. So this is a uh, set of practices that she's compiled. Correct. I see. And she's probably pretty intuitive, too, I'll bet. Extremely tuned in and intuitive is no question, and the results are really great. And I get a lot of gratitude and joy from just being part of the process and supporting this work being done and spreading it. But I, I care about that deeply. I do too. You know, uh, Matthew, our first caller, who is uh, a physician, uh, he's talking about the overriding and overwhelming nature of unity and, and oneness. And I find in my counseling work also as a primarily a teacher of meditation and self-hypnosis and mindfulness, you really cannot avoid, not that you would want to, but it's so easy to fall into rapport and intuitive um, harmony if not union, with the client when you work, whether it's on a mental, emotional, physical level. And that rapport is so sweet and so wonderful. It, again, it honors the uniqueness and diversity of individuals, but you still feel this connection. It's, it's almost ineffable. It's so difficult to describe and yet so rewarding to be able to work on that level. Exactly. And uh, I would only hope that, um, in fact, I'm sure it's inevitable that as humanity's mind and heart opens collectively, that more and more people in all fields, even in just traditional business, are going to feel this rapport and this connection that we have with each other. 
so that we can honor diversity and distinction, but still celebrate. It's like a dance, right? It's like you dance your way, I'll dance my way, but we're all dancing. (laughs) And, and, you know, there's been some talk about evolution and biology in in this show, and my take on that in my own life is whenever I'm looking at that subject, I just surrender to biology. I have great faith in it, and I just trust it. So I think, you know, um, there's so much about living that's infused with a very long chain of life that has started billions of years ago, and I'm just one part of that, and that feels uh, very connected. And there's a lot of wisdom in biology that I can trust, and that makes it easier to accept things and to uh, make decisions. I saw a uh, YouTube yesterday that was recommended by a friend of mine, and this woman, uh, Dr. Mercola, was talking uh, in this TED Talk about the hundreds of millions of bacteria that live on and in our body and how they communicate with each other. These single-cell critters have a way of using a kind of a hormone a chemical that they generate to communicate with each other and that they don't really do much as individuals, but as groups, when they sense the presence of large groups of other microbes, they work together in a way that supports health and sustains life that we couldn't really, (laughs) we couldn't really exist without our, our partnership with all of these microbes. Uh, Absolutely. That's absolutely right. It's it's, uh, it's humbling, if nothing else, to consider this partnership of life that is the so-called human being. Well, listen, thank you. You have a a New Year's resolution, a parting shot for us, final comment? Um, I was thinking about the meaning of life and what is the meaning of life, and my answer is the meaning of life is the meaning we give it. I totally agree with Excellent. that. Excellent. Yeah. Good one. I think purpose may be universal, but I think meaning is very personal. Yeah. You got to you – that's up to each of us. Thank you very much, Robert. Happy Thank you, New Michael. Year. Uh-huh. I'll listen. Thank you. This is KPFK. This is normally a program hosted by uh, Strategy Sessions. Uh, Antonio Gonzalez does the spot Mondays at 4, and he's taken the day off and – We've had the good fortune to be invited to come in as guest hosts, and so we're sitting in today with a program that's a kind of a year-ender, a, a review and a renew, and um, my name's Michael Benner. We're back from Hawaii as volunteers here on KPFK. After uh, a five-year hiatus, I'm joined by my wife, Doreen Key, and Doreen, let's take a little short, brief musical break, and... And we'll come back with more phone calls, 818-985-5735. What do you care about? And are you reordering your priorities for 2013? What do you care about and why do you care? 818-985-5735.
Well, Michael's letting me play this song because I'm a frustrated DJ. I worship at the feet of Jim Ladd, although Jim is Obi-Wan Kenobi. I wouldn't want to even go there, but I want to play my favorite band in the world for you, Kula Shaker. Uh, they're my desert island band, and they have done our theme for Michael's show and for my show, Profiles in Peace, that I did here on KPFK before we left for Maui. So I hope you enjoy this song. This is for the KPFK audience. Thanks to Crispy and Mills and the boys, only love. And uh, that is our message for you today. And I'm Doreen Key, and we're back here with, uh, with, with the guy that I love, Michael Banner, and we're talking about what we care about. That's exactly right. That we care, our capacity to care, 
which is part of human nature, but we were talking earlier in the program about how it's in the animal nature that animals care. If humans care and animals care, something about that magnetic nature, we call it love, but again, that word gets so overused that I'm sort of avoiding it. Maybe plants care. If humans care and animals care, why wouldn't plants care? Maybe minerals care. I don't know. What is caring? What is this nature? What is this affinity that life has for life? Right? It it does have spiritual overtones, doesn't it? I think so. Rather metaphysical. We're taking your calls on this year-end program. 818-985-5735. I'd like to know what you care about. What do you make of this whole idea that people do really care? Even people who say they don't care do. <laughs> They're just afraid to admit it for one reason or another. Let's go to uh, Jonathan in Englewood. You're on KPFK with Michael Benner and Doreen Key. Hi, Jonathan. Yeah. Well, we all come home, uh, Michael. We all uh, come back to L.A. sooner or later. Uh, Anyhow, what we care about is the... Um, the wee level of consciousness and the globalization of the planet, thinking in terms of uh, global warming and such, we have to think of the whole Earth, the world ecology, where we have to reduce, we use, and we cycle to protect our natural resources. We is the whole Earth, west and east, and it's a wee level of awareness that people can evolve into. It's a part of the uh, we solution, basically, with the we economy, where we think in terms of uh, a wee session of peace and plenty for the whole planet without, uh, you know, a wee fund that will provide relief to the different people on the planet. It's one monetary system called Munwee that the whole world uses. I remember, Jonathan. Uh, I remember you well and how you worked that we yeah, into all those different words. That's very clever of you. Well, it's the wee level of, uh, it's the wee evolution. We think about the uh, peaceful <laughs> wee evolution that's taking place right now. We have the wee United Nations and the Republic of Earth. Unfortunately, we all might become Republicans, but uh, we do need to think in terms also of, of the we level of the we legion of love, where we have a we birth, we revival, and a we surrection of the we all we sire, which is we as us. We is to, us, indeed. How about a parting shot? Give me a uh, something really pithy for the new year. Okay, well, we have a New Year's We Solution, and that we, the happy new K N E W, we are W E O U R 1, W E O N E. Okay, Jonathan. Remember, we are one, and this whole thing is it's the reality that we're, uh, this is the we all thing, and we are the ones we've been waiting for, and if we don't do it, it won't get done. So we can't be sitting around waiting for someone else. We are the ones that uh, really have to have the peaceful revolution and uh, have Got the it. reality, create the reality that we all can enjoy. Thank you, buddy. Happy New Year. Let's go to Van Nuys and uh, looks like AZ. Is that how you say your name? AZ? Well, my mommy called me AZ. Zatolo means glory of God. Oh, very uh, nice. Well, uh, hi, w- welcome. I, I, I listened to KPFK 27 years. Uh, your voice sounds like yesterday. I don't know how long you've been gone. Five years. Five years. Oh, that's not a long time. The fast uh, five years. That's five years. Yeah, I, uh, I learned a lot from KPFK, but since I'm Persian and you're the original uh, royal family, we got overthrown by England because of oil. I pretty much know most of the things in the world. <laughs> Who is robbing who around the world? That's what I'm good at. 
But uh, the reason I call, I hear your voice and it sounds familiar and say hello. And uh, I usually don't uh, uh, talk about philosophy or this kind of things. But basically, I have one word I made, and hopefully my word would be in the add to the dictionary, and it's a word called animality. So I have a poem. It says, no care for humanity is a sign of animality. So <laughs> I, and then uh, 32 years I do radio, not on it, or call, uh, have a program, but I call talk shows from 1980s. And uh, last month I started doing um, comments on Yahoo. So if you look at Yahoo, every time it's Iran, Israel, Palestine, uh, Bush, this and that, I send a comment. I have like uh, 50 lines instead of three or four. Uh-huh. And then, um, yeah, I do this. I'm one of the hardcore uh, human rights people. Well, that's good. So that's what you yeah, care about. Yeah, I, yeah, I do that. And because I think the question you was asking about humanity, because I think about it sometimes. I'm not good on philosophy, but I, I work with my mom. Even they took his father away in her castle, and she she was such a kind, like Mother Teresa type, that I was wondering how come she never teach me hate. I was wondering. They took his father away. They. Uh, bomb her house by Saddam Hussein and uh, American Israeli. So she never talked loud or uh, always say good things. I was working with my mom on her. Why she's like that? Uh, because I am like her, but not that much. <laughs> I, I fight back something. So what would she say? Uh, well, she she always uh, give goodness of people. Always say positive things about people. Did she tell you why that was her personal no, no, philosophy? No, I was wondering. Well, I think uh, because when she was young, uh, her father was a Sufi. You know, Sufi? Sufi sure, Sufi, yeah. Like the, and, uh, the mystics of Islam. A, yeah, yeah. It was uh, Sufi and also, like, he woke up in the morning and worked with the farmers in the farm. The kings don't supposed to do that, but he did. So he was a Sufi generation. He came to my mom, I guess, came to me. What I was thinking is what happened is, I go back always to millions of years ago or thousands of years ago. I figure out uh, maybe because when you go hunting for, when to survive as a group, they realize if they care about each other, they need each other. So they start caring about each other. I think that's what it started. Oh, very interesting. <laughs> but maybe that tribal culture, that idea of there's something very organic about groups of 120 to 150. And uh, we can call it tribal. Uh, some people might think of that as insulting, but uh, just, just a big family, big extended family. And it, it may be that what you say is true. That's I like that. Yeah, because uh, I, always, I always work on this kind of thing. Even I say I don't talk about them because I'm not professor of that subject, but I have 35 years education. Oh. I always think like what the God does. I mean, why the God doing it? Or... If the God wants you, if there is any God, you know, always say, if there is any God, watch out. I mean, might be. <laughs> so, <laughs> Play it yeah, safe. Yeah, because you have to buy your insurance. You, know, you never know. You never know. Yeah. Okay, AC, well, friends. listen, thank you very much for calling. you Enjoy. Happy New Year. And God bless your mom. Indeed. Let's go to uh, Seattle, Seattle, Washington, and Pam. You're on KPFK with Michael Benner and Doreen Key. Hi, Pam. Hi, Michael and Doreen. Oh, this is Pam Burton. Pam Burton, I recognize yeah. that, I know that voice. <laughs> voice in a minute. Hi, boss. Great to hear Happy from you. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. 
Yes, and you're back on the radio. I hope they keep you on. Well, we'll see if they can find a spot here. We're back in town after five years in Hawaii. And how's oh, everything in the rainforest up there? You were. Huh? It's, uh, it's gorgeous. Good. It rains, but we're in the solar business. Oh, perfect. Yeah, we've done about 500 solar systems up here in Seattle. And just really want to encourage everybody to do their part to stop global climate change. Indeed. You know, go solar, buy an electric car, charge your your car off the roof. You'll feel fabulous about that. I read someplace in just the last few days that it was either Virginia or South Carolina, I think it's Virginia, that the state legislature has banned school teachers from using the phrase climate change. They're just outlawed it. <laughs> and I was just going to thank you for using that instead of global warming. Climate right. change, global, yeah, global warming. Chi- climate right. change. The greenhouse effect. It doesn't yeah. much matter. We we knew in, when we were kids in the 50s that big smokestacks were no solution to anything and that it was all going to come back on us sooner or later. But what a... And, what, and the propaganda is so thick. I don't know if people have seen Frozen Planet, but this is a production by the BBC where they went no. to the Antarctic and the Arctica. And uh, my brother was one of the camera people on this, and they just won an Emmy for it. It's really fabulous. But the insane thing is the Discovery Channel was not going to play Part 7, where they addressed the the climate change that was so evident in the first six parts of the series. Now, that's how thick this propaganda is. That's crazy. You know, lying to people. And uh, I, I keep thinking about something I studied in communications in graduate school about white, black, and gray propaganda. And they're using every level. Yeah. You know, so they out and out lie to us. They, uh, and they, mis, you know, they misread uh, or mispresent the information. They make fun of it. I mean, the idea I still think about uh, Jimmy Carter being made fun of because he suggested we put on a sweater in the house and turn down the, you know, the thermostat which was such a sensible thing to talk about. And if people just get it around, you know, think about that. But everybody can make a difference. The kids are so enthusiastic. Every day I talk to some young person who wants to get into the solar business. It's, so, it's just such a great place to, to talk to young people and, and to encourage them because this is their future. That's right. Pamela, it's so nice. You still have family in town? I do. Next time you're down. Grandchildren. I mean, you know, now we've got, our, we've got five grandchildren around, oh, uh, you know, and, and uh, I loved hearing from the Persian man. We now have a, a Persian grandchild, an Israeli grandchild. Uh, uh, we have a uh, uh, Indonesian grandchild and a uh, Filipino grandchild. You're on, you know, you're on you beautiful end. mixes. Yeah. And we're think, you know, we are thinking about those five grandchildren, and we just heard about the other night that we're going to have a sixth. Um, Congratulations. So, yeah. yeah, you think about the, the, the next generation. That's what we work so hard for. Pamela, it's so nice to hear from you. I remember like it was yesterday sitting in this studio with you on your program, Philosopher's Stone. <laughs> yes, yes. And yes. what fun we used to have with that program. And thank that you. a very important part of my life. Yes. People don't probably, most people don't know you were program director here and even general manager for a time and now 
you guys are in Washington State. But give us a, 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 a call or an email next time you're in town. We'd love to see you. Will do. Okay. Thank you so much. All right. Much. Happy New Year. Happy, Happy New, New Year. Year. <laughs> oh, what a nice that treat. That's great. Pamela Burton. Let's go to Bisbee, Arizona. I know a guy named Chuck in Bisbee, Arizona, and this must uh, be that guy. <laughs> Indeed it is. And uh, uh, Michael and uh, Doreen, what a trip to hear, uh, to be able to connect with you. Uh, and be this close and so many miles away uh, through the technology of radio. And God bless you. I wanted to call you. I love this conversation. And forgive me if uh, I might be uh, slightly off uh, topic, but I uh, had an experience a few uh, days ago. I was with a group of people, and uh, I'm here uh, using the Internet to uh, create local media in uh, Cochise County which is one of the largest counties in the United States in terms of uh, land mass, but only has about 135,000, people. Uh, but we seem to get uh, uh, an extraordinary collection of people with talent and different kinds of intellect. And I ran across a couple of people that reminded me of the times that we spent together back in the 80s and hung out with people like Jim Channon and Mel and Ferguson and others, a couple of uh, 20-something kids who uh, really wanted to tell the people in the room that they were experimenting with, with, they didn't call it human technology because they didn't quite see it that way, but they were actually communicating with each other uh, with their thoughts without saying words. And I just thought that this was uh, an extraordinary uh, thing to hear from our young people that uh, we're moving in the direction of understanding what great capabilities we have. That's that rapport we were talking about, and uh, it is more than a feeling. And it's odd you'd mentioned Jim Channon. You know, he's on Maui, and we were there for five years, but I could never flush him out of the bush. So he's he's well, over he's there. Got me, he, has, he has quite a bush to be flushed he out. He is. He's deep in the jungle for sure. <laughs> but I heard he was going to speak at the Maui TED Talks in January, so somebody's got a line on him. And if you're in touch with Jim, who some people may remember founded the first Earth Battalion and uh, took a lot of these advanced personal development concepts to Washington. Give them our regards, will you? Well, I'll do that. And uh, just briefly, because I know you've got lots of people that want to talk to you. Well, we're almost out of time. Yeah, we've got to wrap it up. But, but, yeah, just briefly, uh, it's a thrill to uh, talk to you. And we had some incredible times back in the 80s in Los Angeles. And you uh, hearken, both of you hearken me back there with the sound of your voice. And welcome back to Los Angeles. Thanks, Chuck. Thanks. It's nice to hear from you. Thank you so much for calling and saying, hey, that's a buddy of mine, Chuck Halton, uh, who back in the, as we were saying, back in the 80s, we worked together in a number of different projects around the whole idea of uh, transformation and accelerating human growth and the Aquarian conspiracy. Doreen Key, thank you, darling. You're going to take thank me you, home. Thank you, Michael Benner. I'm, I most certainly am. All Happy right. New Year to everybody. We're back. This is my <laughs> wife, Doreen, and my name's Michael Benner, former host of Intervision. And after five years in Hawaii, we're back in L.A. Happy to sit in for Antonio today. And uh, we want to thank D'Angelo Jones for engineering for us. And Alan and Melissa, I believe, helped us on the telephone. And have an absolutely wonderful New Year's Eve. Make it safe and sane. 
Remember, there's a lot of people drinking out there on the road, so do be careful and have the most wonderful, joyous, and prosperous 2013. And keep your radio set at 90.7, because that's KPFK, Los Angeles.